lot of people have, you know, achieved great breakthroughs and great shifts and transformation in meditative states. Uh, but you don't have to be necessarily an experienced meditator. You simply need to be able to slow down. And the more that you can slow down, the more impact you can have on your own healing and well-being. Welcome back to the Octave Leap Podcast with your host here, David Kahn. And today I'm going to talk to you about one of the most powerful ways to get yourself into alignment, to actually let go of the heaviness and the burdens that you carry, and to finally heal so you can get on to doing what you're here to do. And I've just realized over the last little while that I've got a lot of stuff to cover that I haven't really talked about. Um, and this stuff is now coming up for me to share with you guys in the form of these podcasts and also on my other social media channels. So you might see me a little bit more active on Instagram and my personal Facebook page as well. Um, but YouTube is really going to be the source of where I dive into the uh, most in-depth versions of this. And basically quantum rebalancing is something um, I've probably been doing for about seven or eight years now. Um, and I never really gave it a name before uh, until recently when I was kind of forced to, to label it as something. So this is the closest I can come to it because why it's quantum is because it works at the blueprint level and it kind of shifts that blueprint level for us. And I'll give you an example of why that's important. Because form follows the design. And if you're a oak tree, let's say, the seed of an oak tree, which is tiny and can fit in the palm of my hand, it has the blueprint to grow into something that's immensely larger, takes up immensely more space, weighs a lot more than the little seedling, and looks a lot different than the seedling as well. How does it know to do that? Because there's a blueprint, and that blueprint is governed by the um, morphic resonance of what it means to be an oak tree, and the morphic resonance is just simply the subtle fabric that is the memory bank of what all oak trees look like. And it's a living memory bank. If you're familiar with Rupert Sheldrake's work, he's the one who pioneered this term. But basically what it says is that every species and subsets of species, cultures, they have a morphic resonance that's a field of intelligence that informs them of how to develop in a particular way. And so humans, interestingly enough, are constantly um, changing their morphic resonance. Um, a good example of that is uh, the example of the four-minute mile. So for a long time, it wasn't possible to run the four-minute mile, apparently, until one person did it. And then that one person shifted the entire morphogenic field of the collective around being able to complete the four-minute mile. And then four people could do it, and then 10 people could do it, and then 100 people could do it, and now it's become a thing. So it's sort of like if one person does it, they create an imprint on the collective that allows more people to do it. Similarly though, if trauma occurs, um, trauma is also imprinted onto the morphogenic field. Now trauma, yes, there's collective human trauma, but it's, it's, much, it's gonna be much more personal in the way that it's played out within our lineage and our family line and also within us as individuals. So when we go through trauma, that's sort of imprinted on that subtle memory bank. And so that 
blueprint level is then building us according to a design that has trauma imprinted on it. And like I said, that could happen throughout our life. But when we talk about something like a core wound, it usually extends before we were born into this concept of a family lineage, into a concept of patterns that have existed since ancestry. So if you're familiar with family constellation work, family constellation work seeks to rectify the imbalances in a family tree that have occurred so that all participants, current and past and future, may benefit without the imprint of that imbalance or that trauma. And so quantum rebalancing is our personal way to access that field and to shift things for us. And for it to work, it requires us to be in a state of awareness where we can actually tap into the feelings of those things. So it's one thing to just say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to uh, just take a seat now and I'm going <clears> to <throat> rebalance the imbalances that have been with me for a long time and access my subconscious mind. Well, it doesn't quite work like that because the way that the subconscious mind works is that we're actually entering into the subconscious mind. And that is typically done by relaxing the dominant frequency in the brain to slow the brain down, which is why a lot of people have... Um, you know, achieved great breakthroughs and great shifts and transformation in meditative states. Uh, but you don't have to be necessarily an experienced meditator. You simply need to be able to slow down. And the more that you can slow down, the more impact you can have on your own healing and well-being. Now, one of the benefits of quantum rebalancing is that once you've used it to actually balance and sort out traumas, you can actually use it to tap into your sense of purpose and what you're here to do. So you can use that to access the clearest form of your inner guidance as well. And so I often use the same process with a slightly different uh, focus when I'm actually trying to align with where I need to go. So the first part of it is obviously removing the imprints, uh, distortions, distractions, to prevent us from seeing clearly and from acting in a way that attracts the desired results versus acting in a way that sends mixed signals out there in the world. So the way this works, and it's often better done at first with somebody who's skilled to be a facilitator for the space so that you're following guidance. And this is a skill that can be trained, but it also requires a facilitator to be able to really hold space and to listen at a level that is nonverbal. So a good amount of sensing and intuition also plays a role here as well. And so quantum rebalancing, when I work with people and I help them with this, and I also do it for myself too, so I mean this same principle applies if you're applying it to yourself. But essentially, it begins by relaxing into the body. That's always the first step. So I generally get people to feel themselves in their body, to move their energy that might be clustered in their head or usually up here. You know, modern life keeps our energy up here versus having it evenly distributed throughout the body. So when our awareness and energy is up here, we're going to be stuck in a mental frame of reference versus a distributed frame of reference in the body. 
And so when our awareness is able to rest in the body, we become aware of things like our feet on the floor, gravity underneath our sit bones, um, different fluctuations of sensation in the body. Uh, and it might not be comfortable. It may be comfortable. It may not be comfortable. But the important part is that we are not really attaching a story to it and that when thoughts come up is that we're just able to let them drift by and let them go and just stay with the sensation. And then from there, I like to empty out the thoughts that somebody might be thinking. So whatever's on your mind, what I'm going to eat later, what I'm doing today, what I'm worrying about, whatever, I usually have them put, them, put that into a safe container, even symbolically. That works very, very well to just take those thoughts, put them aside for now to clear your bandwidth. Because the more attention and the more presence that you can create, the more impact that this will have. So your awareness is resting in your body and you have access to more of your awareness and your presence because it's not cluttered up by thoughts. And then from there, it's about relaxing the body and going deeper into each of the parts of the body. And I usually move from the feet up. And I also do this other thing where I say I relax the feet and I release the mind from the feet as well. I relax the calves and the shins. I release the mind from the calf and the shins. Because the mind is wrapped around the body and it's often doing that in a disservice to the body because it's re-embedding the story that we have running over and over again and it doesn't allow emotions to stay in motion and to move through us it causes them to compartmentalize and stagnate so releasing the mind from the body is also a very important facet of this and once you start to feel in a more relaxed state it should generally feel um better and it might not stay better when you take the next step, but the next step is absolutely critical. So the next step is conjuring up that feeling or the core wound, in my case, that I, I like to work with a lot now. It's conjuring up that core wound. And so that does require that you have some understanding of what that is and how that plays out in your life. And if you're familiar with trifecta, in trifecta, we map the core wound first so that you're intimately aware of how it works and the way that it shows up in your life first so that you can call it up with precision. When you call it up with precision, you're now aware of it. And then the next thing to do is to trace it back to the imprint and to feel where that imprint is in your body. So for different people, it's in different places. Sometimes it feels like it's in the root. Sometimes it feels like it might be in the sacral. Sometimes it might be in the heart, in the throat, wherever it is. And that's the source point. And that source point is extremely important because that source point is the origin of that imbalance. And so we always want to work with the origin point of an imbalance. Now to get to that origin point, especially if, if you're like, I can't find this, I don't know what I'm doing, it's best to just clear out any attachments and again, this can be done symbolically and just say like, I'm removing any attachments or just removing any distortion that gets in the way of getting back to that origin point or that imprint. And if you repeat this at different times, you'll notice 
if you're using the same theme, you'll be able to go deeper and deeper and deeper. So the first time you try this, you might get some relief, you might get some clarity, but as you repeat it more and more, you get even more clear, more precise, more present, so that you really make a powerful shift happen. So it is dependent on your state of awareness, your state of being, and how ready you are to release this. So at an earlier stage, you might get you know, 70%, and then at another time, you might come back and clear that last 30. But essentially, once you have that imprint in your awareness, and you can feel it in your body, so the, those two things, you, you've identified where, where it is, what it is, you feel it in the body, then you tap into your own power to actually release it, to actually clear it. And this is often followed by some degree of sensation. It might be like a dissolution. It might be a, just a removing, a removal. It might just feel like there's progressively more release happening. Whatever it is, just allow it. Then as it dissolves, and it, it fades, you'll now have no imprint. And so it's good to replace it with something because where there is a void, there is a space now or a gap. And so you want to fill that gap with something that's beneficial to you. Um, and again, this is why I like trifecta because with trifecta, you're able to see where you started, what that initial negative imprint was, the shadow as we call it, and it also kind of maps out the gift of it. So for instance, if your imprint was something like being uh, you know, chaotic and unpredictable and uh, you know, creating chaos essentially, Trifecta shows that, that the healthy imprint of that is innovation. Or if you're somebody who has a lot of self-doubt, and so that imprint related to self-doubt, it might be the frequency of inquiry or truth. And feeling into that as you replace that imprint with this desired one of truth, of inquiry, of whatever it is. And again, I would highly recommend that you have mapped it out, um, which is, again, why I kind of love having a system that does that, which is trifecta. But you can definitely do this on your own and you can come up with your own languaging and your own words. It just might take a little bit longer. And so once you've replaced that, you now feel the integration of this new imprint. With the imprint now shifted or changed, you will notice that the, there's no more entry of, of negative um, influences happening. But there still might be the momentum generated, so the emotional material that you're carrying with you or the mental habits, the neural pathways that have been conditioned over time because of this imprint. So if this imprint happened you know, when you're born and you've got 40 years of it, so four decades of this imprint at play, you know, that's a lot of momentum that's accrued over time to reinforce that. And that will now gradually dissipate because it's now cut off from being fed. So it, it doesn't have any nutrients to feed it anymore. And this is usually a detoxifying period. So you might feel fatigued. 
You might feel emotional. You might feel angry. You might feel a little bit out of sorts, or you just might feel really good. It's really hard to say. It's a very personalized and um, different experience for everyone. But it actually has a biological component to it as well. So it's not just an energetic thing. It actually does release things from the cell so you can have physical detox symptoms along with this. And what quantum rebalancing does is it works on, like I said, that blueprint level. And from there, that blueprint level, which is a very fine fabric, it then trickles down to the intellectual, the emotional, and the physical levels of our being. And so if we allow ourselves to think different thoughts and we let go of difficult emotions, then we do not impede the shift and change on all those denser layers of our being. So the blueprint level is the finest, quickest to change. The mental is the next, slightly less fine, takes a little, little bit longer. Then the emotions, they're more dense, takes longer than the mental. And then finally, the physical body is obviously the most dense and takes the longest for things to, to show up. Now, that time duration is different for everyone. And it'll, it is highly dependent on how transmissive you are or how much you're allowing that process to happen. Some people are still hardwired into resisting it and therefore they perpetuate that feeling of stuckness. So it's important that you allow the process to just happen. You allow the process to just unfold and you allow yourself lots of time and space and do less and don't get in your own way once you've done this. So I wouldn't overdo it with quantum rebalancing because it's quite a potent practice. But if, you, but if you prepare yourself ahead of time by clearing your distractions and making time and space for it, you have a session and it can be done fairly quickly. Even 10, minute, 10 to 30 minutes can be enough. And then afterwards, you give yourself space. You'll start to notice shifts happening. And sometimes people are able to make a shift and notice it immediately. Sometimes they make a shift and then they notice it a couple days later. So again, it's one of those things that's different for everyone. Some people don't feel anything. That's totally fine too. But they start to notice things in their life are different. People are relating to them different. New opportunities show up. The same levels of resistance don't appear in, in the picture anymore. And that's because they've reset something on a subconscious level. Because it's subconscious by nature, we're not necessarily going to have a lot of access in waking life when we're out there doing stuff to what's going on at the level. We just know that it has shifted. If you're aware, you know, the subconscious mind um, does govern a lot of what happens to us in a reality. And the conscious mind is that tip of the iceberg, but it is still one iceberg. So there is communication going down from the conscious mind into the subconscious and from the subconscious coming up. So it's quite likely you will notice things after having done this. You will become more conscious about your, the way that you operate, about the way that things play out in your life by doing this, which is an added benefit because you know, the universe is basically always saying yes to whatever, whatever we're putting out there. However, we think we're putting out something, but in terms we're sending mixed signals because there's a lot of us that we're not aware of that might be 
imposing a, a, a completely counterproductive signal to the one that we're, we're putting out consciously. So by making the, the unconscious conscious, we start to consolidate that signal in the direction that we want to go, and then we can actually powerfully manifest change in our life, and we can positively move in the direction that we want to go with greater ease, with less resistance. So quantum rebalancing has become one of my major go-tos, and where it is most effective is after some sort of an identification process. And after you've identified something and you've done that process I've described, and I do want to say that there is several different variations that I will do depending on the circumstance with that, but I've given you sort of the basics of it. And then after that, the next thing to do is to make sure you're choosing different behavior and you're not grasping at old patterns and trying to reinforce those. So that's the third part of it. That's the aftercare. It's making sure that you're sticking with the new direction that you want to go, the new thing that you want to bring in to your life. So I hope this was helpful for you. Um, I do have a free trifecta training video below. And depending on when you're watching this, there may or may not be a link to actually figure out your core wound because I've created a, an app that simply works on your birthday to figure out what your core wound is to give you that thing that probably needs to shift the most for you. And you're probably like, well, how does my birthday relate to my core wound? Just try it and see if it resonates, see if it lands for you. So thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I hope it's brightened your day and illuminated your mind with possibilities for how you can make a shift in your life and to bring about the things that bring you joy and happiness. So take care. <laughs>